Hey, listen up, idiots. This is your spoiler warning. Also, you might get offended, so warning for that too, you idiots. Dance. I liked it, yeah. Very Sam Rockwellian. Was it? What is he dancing? Everything. I feel like he dances in everything. He for sure dances in Iron Man 2. This is why he's my favorite Marvel villain, because he just comes out at the Tony Stark press conference, like, doing a little dance on stage. And it's like a prolonged, like, two to three minute jig he's doing. Really? The entire time. Because John Favreau is just like, well, this guy's clearly funny. I'm going to film this for a bit. Let this happen. Sam Rockwell is great. I would let Sam Rockwell do almost anything, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's not even sexual. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever he wants to act as, I think he can do it. I think he'll be good. Hey, buddy. Yo. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to go with it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you took charge like you had an idea. I did, well, I'd, so uh, so Clucky got quite the response. Oh, this is where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Everybody's I, been uh, very concerned for you and for Clucky. Uh, I will say Clucky's dead. Uh, long dead, yeah. But it wasn't because of that. No, no. <laughs> I'm sure that stress didn't help, but I, I think, like, it, Clucky got, went on to lay a bunch more eggs after that and <laughs> live out its life. I think it was a he. I'm not, it could have been a... That would be a rooster, then. Oh, then it was a she. Then yeah. it had to have been a she. Yeah. It just didn't lay eggs. I don't know. It's too stressed out from getting thrown around. <laughs> Also, it hung around a porch. Like, there's no real good place to lay an True. egg on a porch. Maybe you could do it under stuff. You, uh, you've, I would say, continued to carry the torch? Because you have chickens now. Oh, Spoiler yeah. Alert. I do. Have you named any of them Clucky, too? No. Because you should. No. Here's, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should. You're right. We do have four of them. Uh-huh. And uh, here's the thing. I cannot honestly tell them apart, except for one is white, but three are black. And I, I honestly, it's just chicken one, two, and three. Like, they have no distinguishable personalities. They're just, I don't know. I'm not sold with chickens yet. I think they're dumb creatures, and they have yet to prove me wrong. <laughs> But like for the most part, really, all they do is just like peck at things on the ground and then they make this noise at you (laughs) where they get like fucking angry or something. Yeah, they're just little dicks. I don't know. I don't care for chickens. They're they're basically (laughs) tiny dinosaurs. Yeah, I guess. Which I don't know why we would make them pets. Just I'm okay with they're dumb creatures that give food from butt. Yeah, that's true. I mean. Yeah, here's the here's the kicker, which I know this would disappoint sound engineer Andy. Not a big egg person. Really? Really don't care. That's like, I would totally love to have chickens, because yeah. I am a total egg guy. I love and eggs. And that would make sense. Yeah, if you are free-ranging those uh, eggs and getting them, fuck yeah, do that. I don't have to, because Mandy has a couple of workmates that live in the country, and they have chickens. Uh, and they bring me eggs all the time. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'll take the eggs. Yeah, they yeah. stopped asking, and they just bring in eggs now. And Mandy's like, "Okay, thanks." You just become the egg person uh-huh. at work. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. They just have extras, and they're like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> here you go." Um. So does does the white chicken have a superiority complex amongst the black ones? <laughs> uh, ironically, it, you say it, this. We thought the white one was going to get it pecked at because you know you have the big group. They're going to peck on the one that's different. And bully it, but no, like, the white one's, like, a total little boss bitch. Like, she's taken over. I, I always call them hems and he's, and they're totally not. They're yeah. fucking ladies. They're all ladies. Like, I can't. It's, I, I used to make fun of, like, my father-in-law for this because he'd be like, look at the tits on him. You can tell he's had a litter. And it's like, what? That's, <laughs> like, some country backwoods shit. But when it comes to, like, chickens, I just, I don't, it's just a bunch of dumb hymns. For some reason, like, I can't, like, break that habit. I kind of am the same way with, like, bees and wasps and shit. Like, oh, yeah. They're all girls, but I'm like, you little fucking bastard. Yeah. You, you little fucking prick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting. That's an interesting thing yeah. to think about. But anyway. It's, uh, uh, it's the patriarchy at work. It, well, not even that. But if it's, <laughs> like, you're, if you're going to, like, pricks and dicks, then, like. 
why do you immediately assume like the bad thing is the male or you assign that to? I don't know, it's just interesting. Oh, that's because I'm a feminist. Oh, so you are what? <laughs> wow, you wear so many hats. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a chicken feminist specifically. Oh, that's interesting. So like I'm all about equal rights for female chickens. Okay. Because they do all the work, man. They get thrown in the cages and they have to lay eggs. Uh, Did roosters you... have to get up, like, really early but, but, but and like, tell people it's it's time to wake up. At, like, chicken farms, you know, they just fucking, uh, like, pulverize the males and turn them into, like, feed. Oh, that's horrifying. Like, when they're the little cute baby chicks, they just put them in this fucking conveyor belt thing and it's, like, this giant spinning fan fucking pulverizes them rice yeah Yeah. that's the life of a boy chicken on a chicken farm they get sexed and the girls go here and they are subjected to a life in confinement of laying eggs and the boys get the quick death so who is i was gonna say yeah who's the loser here it sounds more horrifying for the male but that's a that's you fuck and then you die real quick and that's it. I don't think they even fuck because they're literally like chicks. They're like the little yellow oh, thing. Oh, shit. It's you're like right. as soon as they're, they're just born, cold. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Out of here. Huh. So they don't even get to uh, know what life is before it's brutally ripped from them. Well, I mean, I would I would venture this to Sparta. I mean, I sure. would put it right back there. It's like who had it better, the people thrown off the cliff or the people who had to live and be a Spartan soldier? Because that also seems like a hellish life. Yeah. That would not be fun for me. I mean, as it's one of those things, like we talked about it with Dave a little bit on our, uh, what was that? Bone Tomahawk episode. Mm-hmm. Like, goddamn, dude, it would just fucking suck to live in certain time periods. Like, <laughs> every day is a legit oh, yeah. struggle. Like, yeah. My hardest choice some days is, like, what am I going to jerk off to, you know? And, like, I have this abundant choice. Back then, you had to think about something, maybe. Or you would have, like, something etched in a piece of wood. You draw it, yeah. (laughs) Not not even a drawing. It's like a wood carving burnt in, like, crudely with, like, a misshapen pair of titties because the guy was also super hammered because all you could drink was booze because water fucking killed you. We got it pretty good. It's hard to be a nihilist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, we do. We do have it pretty good. That's why whenever I'm posed with like the, would you rather go back in the past or travel somewhere in the future if you had the, it's like future. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I would never, ever go back in the past. Why would you want to? I think anything before the 50s would be unbearable for me. Like you get into like wartime shit and Great Depression. Like, no, no, like it, it's rough now. Like, oh man, these are hard times. But it's it is not like it fucking was. Like, no. we have it pretty easy comparatively. Are there a bunch of dummies in the world? So, sure. Yeah, of course. But I mean, we it don't ain't that have bad, like people. famine. Yeah. Well, like, uh, yet. Yeah. We actually might. That's true. We are probably in the. We don't Actually, have a Great Depression yet. It's probably, we are in like the apex. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually think the going backwards or forwards doesn't matter. You're going to be fucked either yeah. way. It's not going to be good. It's like in a Chrono Trigger <laughs> where they go super far in the future and it's domes, but everything is awful. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what life, I imagine, is life. Is like. Or just heat death. Oh, man. Heat or death. just heat death. Yeah, that's probably coming too. Yeah. Yeah. Hooray! Chickens. We got chicken. here from chickens. I love it. Uh, yeah. I get yeah. hashtag justice for Clucky. Um, uh, this is a... What color was Clucky? <laughs> uh, a grayish okay. tan color. Just like a mix of feathers. It didn't really have a really descript... So it was nothing like any of the chickens huh? that you currently have. It wasn't a white chicken. No, it wasn't white. Because we have a white like yeah our chickens are like straight white or straight black this one was like a kind of a tabby color if you will like just a mix of grays and hues i don't know i don't honestly remember grays and hues it was it's it's a memory in a blur if you will as if it was being thrown very forcefully (laughs) i don't remember the colors as much as i remember the sounds and what was being said at the moment yeah uh, I don't know. We should talk about, I guess, what we're going to talk about this episode for a bit. Yes, yeah. Uh, this episode's going to be on Metal Gear Solid The Cash Grab. Ooh. 
AKA Metal Gear Solid, the VR missions. Yeah, you have to be uh, specific yeah. because now there have been more than one cash grabs. There have been. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's talk about VR a bit. You've got VR now. I do. Uh, I guess my first, have you cranked down to VR yet? Um, yes, I have. Okay. Is yeah. it better I'll or put, worse? I'll put the nitty gritty out there. I have. Um, I bet, I meant like, it's gotta be a lot more involved. Like you've got to get things set up. It is much more involved. It is, there is no element of like, just, <laughs> hey, I've got this whim or feeling. Let me go with it. Like yep. you've got a plan almost like, you oh, do. hey. Uh, in a few days, I could crank down to some yep. VR stuff. And if you are living with anybody, you sure. got to plan around that yeah. because it's an ordeal. I mean, if we're, all right, fuck it. Well, let's just get into this whole fucking process. <laughs> if, all right. I don't know how you do it. Me being neurotic as I am, like, I, like, had to put down, like, sheets uh, to make okay. sure, like, because you have a fucking headset on where you literally can't see. So if things are happening, I don't want to be... Yeah, absolutely. You know, going guns wild, if you will. Accurate, okay. Um, Um, Yeah. So there's that. You're planning everything. You've got that in advance. And then you've got this big cumbersome headset on. Mm -hmm. And then the two things, or if you want um, the two things, I say, as I gesture it, they're like hand motion detectors. What is the Vive? I've got the Rift. So I've got the the Oculus, Oculus, uh, what are they called? The, I think they might be like touch, the Oculus touch pads. They're they're like Joy-Cons or. Yeah. uh, Essentially think of like, um, two Wii remotes in your hand, but with like a huge fucking circle on the top. Is it? Um, so So I imagine you've you've got got to be pretty good with that left-handed. One-handed. I'm already pretty good left-handed. Uh, <laughs> so, not an issue. <laughs> uh, I'm ambidextrous. It, do- it doesn't matter. Um, man, where was I going with this? So, it's it's that. Then you have to, like, load the VR software. And then, depending on what you want to do. And this is where, like, you ask, how is porn in VR? I think there's a big asterisk by it right now. Sure. Um, it's still a very, very, very new medium. Mm-hmm. So you're getting a lot of people experimenting. And it's not quite there. Um, it is definitely very, very different of an experience versus using just a flat surface for your masturbation yeah. techniques. Um, it, it's... Do you have headphones on too? You can. There are heads. There's a headset built into the, the really? Rift, or oh. you can plug in your own okay. uh, headset. Or if you're like me, I've got it hooked in through my PC, which is also hooked in through my living room com- uh, compute, my living room TV set and speakers. So when I do VR, I have it coming through the speakers for the whole living room, okay. so that you can hear it everywhere. Also, thankfully, you live in the country and don't have close neighbors. I do, which is, yeah, for sure. Uh, so <laughs> let me describe. It's fascinating to me. Okay. VR please. porn. It is, all right. It, it is like watching a 3D movie. Yeah. It definitely, it feels better than that. It is like how, how 3D felt in Avatar is probably the best I think a 3D movie has felt. I don't care for the movie, but like for the presentation, like they really did 3D well in that movie. VR is definitely a step above that. Everything. Definitely feels like it has like a curve and texture and it's not just like flat 2D shapes like sticking out in front of each other like movies do sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like there are five layers of dimension and I can see each of those five clearly. VR is rounded and it all blends in seamlessly and it looks really, really good. The weird thing is, is you have essentially like the a 360 or no, a 180 front view. Yeah. You you have your peripherals cut off, but you see everywhere in front of you to the left, right, up and down. VR porn fills that entire space. So it is like watching an IMAX porn movie in 3D. It is huge. Okay. And so when you're in there and if you're doing anything POV, which is what a lot of 3D VR stuff okay, so is. You're, you're describing like specifically VR porn, not this just watching porn in a VR headset. Yes, yeah, because okay. I think this is the interesting thing, and this is this is 
So this is more the immersion factor. This is the immersion factor. And I think it's it's almost there. But when you are in that VR porn, the the other person in there with you who is doing the sex stuff. The porn star. Is huge. Like. Wow. Okay. They, it, like two stories tall, they feel like. So it, so it really takes you out. And like you can look around and things are kind of right in certain aspects. But then like to. I'll just say it. Like there was a scene where like somebody was writing you essentially kind of like cowgirl, cowgirl style. Cowboy style, whatever you want to say. You want to say cowgirl. I don't know, whatever. (laughs) Uh, But you look up, and it is literally like looking up the side of the building to get to the face. Like, you have to crane your neck. So it's like sitting in the front row. Yes. So it's not quite there for immersion in the VR stuff. Now, if you're just looking at regular, like, 4K, 1080p stuff, whatever you want, there are... I think it is immersive in a very different way. It's not 3D. It's going to be like a flat surface. And what I equate this to is essentially like you have a fake IMAX being made. Okay. And then on that IMAX screen is whatever you have on the computer screen. So whatever porn you want to put in there, you can. Whatever website you want to put in there, you can. And it's like being in... I don't know. It's, it's like the Pee Wee Herman <laughs> simulator. You're in a giant fucking theater, essentially. Theater. yeah by yourself doing stuff and again it's i don't know you talk about them being giants you know that that is a very specific fetish this would this would blow them away yeah i would think i think yeah i've i've flitted around with the anime and the hentai manga and i know that giant women are a very big subset of that yeah, giantesses. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, then you also get into Vor, which is a whole different weird thing. Yeah, well, you are yeah. you are hitting on a lot of things I know about. I'm yeah. very versed on a lot of perversions. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think VR porn would be phenomenal for that kind of shit specifically. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think you're going to get, like, ever in life. Let's say you're really into Vor. You're never, ever going to get, like, a good immersive experience of that. I think VR, you might be able to with, like, some money and, like, effects. You could do that. That's what I think, like, with VR, if you're going, if you're in for a dime, you might as well be in for a dollar. And, like, Mm -hmm. you should maybe get some sort of, like, fleshlight machine that, like, also automatically moves it. With haptic touches and everything oh yeah or maybe even just like follows the rhythm of whatever scene it's like programmed to like and then it's which you could that could even get more immersive but then again that that's a whole lot of effort to fucking crank your dick man that's a lot of money and resources into cranking dick but that's where money goes to now anyway like Porn is still a large, large fucking yeah. industry for a reason. Everybody loves fucking and everybody wants to fuck. Yep. And a lot of people will spend a lot of money to fuck fake things. Yes. And I think VR, I think, is that next step. We just haven't tweaked it enough, but like we are knocking on the door. But there are still some things that kind of hold you off. Now, now here's my, <clears throat> my other question. Now, I am... At my base. Also, there is for VR, like, legit virtual reality porn where it's, like, that 3D immersive stuff. Yeah. But not a lot. Not a lot of content. It's still early days. So if you don't just, like, regular missionary straight stuff, blowjob, whatever, good luck trying to find anything. It's it's just not It's there. not, so it's not have, adapted deep into the kinks yet. No. So I would I'd say, like, not even... Yeah. As a dude, like, I have ADD in general. Okay. And when I'm cranking down, I'm flipping around a lot. Yes. Is that a thing that you can do with VR or, like... You can. You really... Okay. You can. I kind of assumed you had to pretty much pick this pony and this is what we're going with. No. um, So, if you do any VR that's hooked in through the PC, you can use your keyboard and mouse. So, like, when you have that iMac screen... And that's a computer screen, so cool. you just use your mouse okay. and keyboard on it as you're sitting in this huge fucking theater, essentially. And you can tab through whatever you want as much as you want. Wow. I definitely do that because 
I also am of the type that's like, yeah, I always have the intention to just sit down uh-huh. and it's like, I want to do this. Nope. What's going on over here? What's going on over yep. here? What's going on over here? And I just, I have to know what's up. The ADD crank down where you're cranking to one thing and then for some reason it triggers this porno you saw like four years ago and you're like, yep. oh man. Yep. And then you lose boner because <laughs> you're looking for that one. You're like, fuck yeah. Where is that video? What was that? I'd had a blonde chick and she had tattoos and then you type blonde <laughs> tattoos and then you got four and then you're like, well, fuck, it's not this one, but this one looks good. Let's yep. change. And then, oh man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's this person. I'm going to look up every single video. Yeah, they yeah do right. And just do like 20 seconds from each one just to get like a good catalog. <laughs> oh yeah. I, mm-hmm. yep. I'm with you there. Audience out there. Do you crank down in a similar way? Please let us know. Are yeah. you an ADD cranker? Or you, <laughs> do, you, do you just find the one and ride that? Uh-huh. I'm very curious. It's at this point, like, I don't even, like, I know myself well enough. Like, I'm going to crank down. Nah, I still got my pants fully on because I know I'm going to be there for 20 minutes just you, fucking around. You have uh, a couple times come over and you've chastised me for my tabs. Yeah. Imagine my pornography tabs. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah buddy. It's uh, <laughs> it's bad, I would say. Oh, uh, I can. Okay. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I like this VR talk. This is good shit. <laughs> uh-huh. I know. This is when we had, uh, what, when we talked Dan? to Dan mm-hmm. way long ago. Uh, that's what I wanted. These were the questions I really wanted to tell me yeah. to. Please tell me all about virtual reality porn. Tell it me about cranking your dick, dude, who I've, I like, <laughs> but we've really talked to like three times. Let's do that. Let's talk about real in-depth personal (laughs) shit on masturbation preferences and how VR has impacted them. Yeah. Please. Um, And go. He did. We did not do that. We we briefly touched on it. Very briefly. Yeah. I I think he was pretty much of like, yeah, I've tried it. It's fine. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the most unsatisfying answer that could have been. I think we both went away (laughs) with uh, with semi chubs. We didn't we didn't achieve full. And we're like, well, no. But that's why now we can have good discussions about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. VR, man. I don't know. Did you ever do VR as a kid with like that weird vector graphic shit? Um, I'm sure I did. Like I, I remember did... doing it at some of the Disney parks. I never did the headset, but there were a couple of big arcades I went to that yeah. had like these full. It was like a, I think a tank game. That sounds. It's right. like a four-player tank game that you everybody got into, and hmm. you you it was like that. I remember that very well. Not familiar with that one, but it sounds it sounds like the most basic VR concept that they would have made into yeah. a game. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever watch Lawnmower Man? Yes. <laughs> How about that VR? <laughs> That's a uh, Stephen King, it right? Is, Based yeah. off Stephen King book, but very loosely, <laughs> incredibly loosely. It's nowhere near it. <laughs> uh, yes, I saw Lawnmower Man one and two. Uh, I, I don't know if they're both Jeff Fahey, but Jeff Fahey, uh, pilot, uh, Frank the Pilot from Lost. Yeah. Was Lawnmower Man. And that's. Oh, shit. You're right. He I was. Think, I think his name is Denny? In the movie. Yeah. yeah. I think it is Denny. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah it's it. Awful CGI. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Also, really, really bad interpretation of how to navigate the internet and the web it in was, general. It was the, uh, what do they call it? GUI. Uh, graphic uh, user interface, which yeah. was also all over Jurassic Park. Yes. Because, yeah. what better way to visualize that you can't, oh, type, 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 th- the doors are locked. No, it let's can't. navigate. Th- yeah. GUI is, uh, yeah. thank God that's dead. Yeah. 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 We're getting just kind of more pared down hacking. And it's like, good. Why were we not doing this from the get-go? I'm invincible! <laughs> uh, you fucking remember that uh, guy? Oh, Boris. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm coming. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sin I do. Spike. Golden. Uh, the pin. Oh, man. The pin was he undoing. That's the fuck. That's always made me like. I do Whenever that all the time. I click on pins, I always go back to Alan Cumming. In Goldeneye for that very reason. Like, I'll now do, forever ingrained. I'll do, like, the double click, and I spin it, and then I do a double... I, I do that just for that reason. It's... I don't know. Goldeneye is a fantastic... I We have not done any of the Bond movies yet, have we? really we? have not. Jesus Christ. Man. I don't want to commit to all of them, because there's a lot of... Gar- As somebody who is a big fan of all the Bond movies, 
there's a lot of garbage. Yeah. Um, especially that who's that old fuck? Who's uh not Roger Moore? Roger Moore is a Bond, yeah. I was like Dudley Moore. I was getting Dudley Moore confused with Roger Moore. Dudley Moore is not who I was thinking. Roger Moore absolutely is a Bond. Hate he, that man. I, I know. He was the worst Bond in he my is opinion. So rapey and creepy. And for some reason, like any any of his Bond movies took like a dive in intelligence. Like th- the slide whistle is only used in three Bond movies. They are all Roger Moore Bond movies. Where a car makes a ramp and it goes. We also had uh, Roger Moore, though. He did have the Jaws movies and man, but Baron uh, Samadai. He had the great villains, but the movie sucked. He Grace Jones was in the Roger Moore ones. Did have really good villains, though. That said, like Jaws was really good in one, and I can't remember what it was. But then he shows up again in the Christopher Walken one, A View to a Kill. Um, I think. Where he he bites off a cable car and then he falls in love with, like, uh, a Swedish woman or some kind of foreign weird little mousy girl. And, like, gets a romance subplot that takes up, like, a fourth of this Bond movie. And that's made me dislike Jaws greatly ever since. Also, that's a bad movie. And it has Christopher Walken. As, like, a megalomaniacal villain who wants to separate California from the rest of the United States. And it's so bad. Like, how do you make it? Here's, here's how. Roger Moore. Yeah, true. Roger Moore and just whatever those writers were on during the time, man. Like, God, they were some horribly give me, dumb Give plots. me Timothy Dalton. Give me I love that Timothy other Dalton. guy that was in one. George Lazenby. George Lazenby. On Her Majesty's Secret Service is maybe one of the best. Fuck Bond movies. Every Roger Moore. I would, if I never watch yeah. another one, I'm fine. I don't really like the Sean Connery ones either. Uh, they are problematic in their own way. I wouldn't even say that. I just don't mm. like them. They're not. Well, I, I mean, there's one where he literally goes undercover as a Japanese spy. Yeah. Which is they paint his skin and literally <laughs> they pull his fucking eyes to the side yeah. to make him squinty and then put in like the two biggest chiclet teeth yeah it's just like breakfast at tiffany's oh it is it is but like that is your hero like mickey rooney is like some dumb bystander in those breakfast at tiffany's movies you can kind of get by on because like oh we care about um audrey tato is it no nope nope that's amelie who is who is her and breakfast at tiffany's shit what is that name what is audrey hepburn it's not hepburn Breakfast at Tiffany's? Yeah, that's Audrey Hepburn. With the black dress and Hepburn? Yeah. Is that right? I always... I I mean, I'll pull it up right now. No, you're probably right, and I'm wrong. Because I have a big honor for Audrey Hepburn. Is that... Okay. All right. Well, anyway, Audrey Hepburn is your lead in that movie. Like, it's not Mickey Rooney. So, like, as problematic as he is... It can be like, oh, well, this is a great story, but sadly, it's burdened by this kind of little Mickey Rooney thing on the side. When that is your whole fucking goal of the movie and, like, your focus, it's, it's, I don't know, I think that You Only Live Twice might be worse on the racism scale than the Breakfast at Tiffany's Mickey Rooney racism. Uh, And that's Sean Connery. I'll go ahead and say it, though. Pierce Brosnan is my favorite Bond. Oh! It's probably because I grew up with it. That's it. Uh... And I fully admit that. But I love... Are you a Daniel Craig guy? It depends on what you want. Because yeah. Daniel Craig is a very different Bond. I am... Yeah. Honestly, I am... I am I am Connery. I I love George Lazenby. I love what he did. I think it's... And I think they gave him the pathos at the end there with uh, them killing off the... Kind of the Bond girl and, like, set up, like, a real sad, like, tragic arc for Bond I can that they remember. then completely ignored to do Roger Moore's movies. I think it's movies. either George Lazenby or Timothy Dalton is in my favorite Bond movie, though. Which, what's the movie? I and can I'll never tell remember you. the name of it. What it's happens? the one with the Russian cello player. Li- Living Daylights. Yes. That's, uh, Timothy Dalton. That, that's his first one. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. I fucking love that Bond movie. That's fantastic. And... and I had uh, a big crush on that Bond girl. Oh, she's great. Yeah. Yeah. And she's so, she, I saw like a, a Bond girl documentary 
uh, where they brought a bunch of them back. She still looks good. Really? She's good. Still good for her age. Yeah, absolutely. But um, both of those Timothy Dalton ones are good. I like them. He's not my favorite Bond. No, but he does. But a, like, yeah, a very serviceable job. Yeah, I think Pierce Brosnan leans more towards the Roger Moore Bond scale. I think, and like the, it's about the charisma and the charm. I think more a lot so of that too is else. like I don't know because like Goldeneye was so great, and then like the rest of those just take such a nosedive. I argue There's, Tomorrow Never Dies is good. And that's the second one after, yes, right? And that with, one is also pretty good. It's it's forgettable. It's, it's not it's more forgettable, yes, it's, but it's good. That's and the one I with think, the boat, right? The, the yes, warship? Okay, yeah, 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 where they're trying to... And the to, medium mogul. Uh-huh, uh-huh. With Jonathan Price, the, the high septon from yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Uh, and then he did two more. Yes, he did The World Is Not Enough, which, which is the guy, it was the North Korean conflict, Diamond, nope, 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 sorry, that's Die Another Day. Uh, World Is Not Enough is the guy from Full Monty, Robert Carlyle, uh, had some kind of accident with nerve damage, so he couldn't feel pain, and then he had, oh, god damn it. Is that the one uh, it where, involved the oil pipeline. Is that the one where What's Her Face is a nuclear physicist? Denise Richards yeah, there is we go. Christmas Jones. Oh, to which you get the famous line at the end of the movie, well, it looks like Christmas is coming twice this year. Oh! Which is so fucking grown worthy. I will say, though, that <laughs> is hands down my favorite Bond theme song. It's done by Shirley Manson of Garbage. Fuck yeah. The World Is Not Enough is the best Bond theme. I, I maybe I don't agree that it's the best, but it's absolutely I love my favorite. It. It's in my tops. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely my favorite. Honestly, I love the "You Only Live Twice" one by uh, Nancy Sinatra. Oh, okay, it's fantastic. Horrible fucking movie though. I yeah. a lot of those. Uh, I actually I love all of the Connery Bond songs. They're all so good. Like Goldfinger. Fantastic. Thunderball by Tom Jones is yeah. fucking fantastic. The movies. Hit and miss in quality, but I like those Connery songs, all knockouts. I really like, we're still talking about spies. Yeah. Which ties in. <laughs> it does. To this, to this episode. Um, I don't know, I guess, let's talk about some Metal Gear Solid VR. I think it's time, yeah. And see where we go from there. Yeah. Um, there's a good chance, we've talked about this, uh, before the podcast started, but there's a good chance there might not be too much conversation to be had. Just be... Uh, so we might end yeah. up getting into tangents again, but... Right. Have you ever... Did you ever play this game when it first came out? No. Never before. No. So not before I, I had you play it. No. Uh, I had thought... <laughs> because I did see this as the cash grab even back then. Mm-hmm. I thought they just took what was in the training missions in the Metal Gear oh. Solid and made a separate game out no. of that. To which I was like bullshit i will never play this well that would have been bullshit because there were not very many in the original that's game. what i thought yeah. yeah um but no so this one it takes that and expands upon it mm-hmm. thankfully oh yeah uh i I got this game for christmas and like i want to say 99 i think is when this came out that sounds about right yeah i think metal gear solid was 98 mm-hmm. i think that's right i'm going all off memory um yeah, I got I got this for Christmas, and I did really like it. Um, yeah. Replaying it, not as much because of a couple of design choices I don't really agree with. Uh, I think my biggest complaint coming out of the gate is the fact that you have to do all of the time trial trainings before you can attempt the actual time trials, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem right to me. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's cool if you're getting stuck that you have the option to practice, but I just let me do it. I mm. I think it's annoying to do them and then immediately have to redo them for real. Yeah, yeah. This comes across to me as a little bit of uh, that artificial game lengthening. That padding. Yeah, yeah, it's they weren't really confident in what they had. They felt like they needed to make it longer, but probably had deadlines need to get out at a certain time. And so they forced that, which is... It's ultimately fine because you could probably do all that stuff. And then as you start going through the time trials, by that point, you've gone through so many things that kind of maybe feels fresh again. But it is there's there's a lot of um, not replayability. What's the opposite? Uh, Repetitiveness. Yes. um, And and kind of the structure here. 
it is weirdly laid out too. Like it's not intuitive what unlocks what and how you should. Like yeah. we had to look that up online. It was real confusing. It was also very, I don't know. Like you said, you could just go through everything, but then if I've already done these time trials mm-hmm. and beaten them, why would I not just replay them for real? And that's where, again, you get into this weird, like, mm-hmm. uh, boring repetitiveness almost and like forced, yep. again, like you said, game lengthening. And it, it's kind of sad because of it, there are some cool things locked away in this game, mm-hmm. but you really do have to kind of work through some bullshit to get there. I remember for me, one of the big selling points of this game is that you get to play as Gray Fox, the cyborg ninja. Oh, uh, you eventually yeah. unlock a bunch of training levels with him. And that was fucking cool because, I mean, in, in 1998, there wasn't anything cooler in video games than <laughs> the goddamn cyborg ninja from Metal Gear Solid. You're probably not wrong. Yeah, he was fucking cool. <laughs> he was, I mean, you'd seen it. Uh, some people had seen it in anime, anime like guys blocking bullets with mm-hmm. a sword. But, like, this was in a video game, and then you could actually do that when you played as him. That's, like, a thing that you can do. Oh, that yeah. was fucking awesome. Yeah. So, it's it was one of those benefits of a video game. It plays to that power fantasy. Because, fuck yeah, fuck you. I'm dodging your machine guns, and I'm just spinning a sword. You can't do shit. Yeah. And I'm going to walk up and stab you. That's fun. How do you have to unlock them, though? You got to play a lot of these fucking time trials to unlock so yeah which is i don't know maybe the issue (laughs) exactly it's weird it's i really as we were playing this i had no negative comments like it is perfectly good and playable and it's still entertaining enough but it is like it's real hard to detach from like you walk away from the game from a little bit and you think about it and it's literally like they took any one of these modern games now and they just took all of that side optional content and then stripped away everything else. And you just have like trials. It's just trials. It's weird. Yeah. Well, and again, like we're not joking when we say this was obviously a cash grab. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think Kojima was very involved in this at all. Mm. I think this was uh, like a B team that had the the bones of the yeah. VR missions from Metal Gear Solid and Konami was saw how much fucking money that game made. And then the very next year was like, hey, let's put something out for the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Uh, make this happen. And they did. And I think this still sold relatively well. I would imagine it would have. Yeah, it did. It did pretty good. Yeah. I knew a lot of people and that had this game. It was it was a what was it a budget title? It came in a little bit cheaper than Did, I don't remember that. I thought it was I thought maybe it was maybe 40. I thought, but I'm not sure. Maybe it was 40. You or, might be right. I don't know, it was 40. I think 60's been the standard for a long time, right? Well, I don't remember. Well, uh, PlayStation was 40, right? Where, I remember PlayStation and then being 64 60. was 60, which I always balked at like, oh, if I can get Tony Hawk on the PlayStation or 64. I'm going to go with the $40 one that has the better soundtrack. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> the better sounding sound because it's on a CD. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I remember she, I remember Final Fantasy always being 60 bucks. I could have been. I think they... I, I could have been wrong on this. And then, so maybe it was a budget. I of, think it was like in the SNES days, things were like 40 or 50. Well, and see, I remember... More? I thought like uh, SNES ones were 60 to 80. And especially, like, old Nintendo games were, like, it's weird. 60 I don't, to 82. I don't really know, because I didn't buy that shit when I was a kid. I only got games yeah. at, like, my birthday and Christmas. And I never bought them, and I never cared about price. I did. I did buy them. I used my allowance, and I did care about price. And that's how I ended up with fucking award-winning games like Psychic World for Sega Genesis. Because it was on sale and affordable. And it wasn't like the $60 fucking Sonic 2. I just bought action <laughs> figures and Star Wars toys and Batmans. I probably sh- should have done that. I had 19 different variations of like Batman at one point. I had like Arctic Batman who had like white camouflage. Ah, uh, man. Even as a kid, I was like a grumpy old man who was like, Batman wouldn't have Arctic gear. Like, uh-huh. why, would, why would Superman need a spacesuit? I ain't fucking doing that. That's that was stupid. my. T- I never bought those. Superman in a spacesuit and Superman on a motorcycle? Why does Superman need a fucking motorcycle? Because it's the 90s. Of and all edgy. superheroes, 
Never does that man need a fucking motorcycle. No, only if you were going to use like it was like a, a McFarlane figure, right? Where he was using that motorcycle to beat somebody with. Like that makes sense, but like like riding? Devil May Cry Five, where Dante, yeah, his motorcycle <laughs> splits in two and he fucking beats people with it. That's what you need. Yeah, oh, yeah. Devil May Cry Five is or fucking Devil May Cry Three. I think he does the same thing with a bike. He he rides it in like he like slides on it and then like kick flips it into yeah. like a demon yeah. that explodes. Yeah. That sounds very Devil May Cry. Of course I it could does. be wrong. We could say so right. many things that are like, oh yeah, that's Devil May Cry. And people are like, oh yeah, that's totally <laughs> happened. Or it could be Metal Gear Solid the Twin Snakes. Ooh. Where I, they, they yeah. rewrote all the action scenes to where at one point Snake runs up a stinger missile and backflips off of it. He does. That's pretty badass. I feel like I'm okay with it. Yeah. I kind of love it. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I think Kojima has done more embarrassing shit later in his career than that move. Uh, Nathan would agree with you, and Nathan's a full <laughs> Kojima weeb like me. Yeah, I enjoy most of his stuff, but yeah, I think he's done more embarrassing stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. That guy shitting constantly oh, in Metal Johnny Gear Sasaki. Solid 4, who then marries Meryl, fucking Jesus. I think he also has a couple appearances in VR missions. No shit? I don't we- think you play as him, but I think there's a couple things where he's in there. That's interesting. Uh, as like a prop or a thing as like a distraction. I'm pretty sure okay. Johnny Sasaki's in here. We definitely did not get that no. far. I um, think mostly for the reasons we kind of talked about. I get which yeah, because frustrating mission structure. It's it's bullshit. If they just if they gave you carte blanche, here are all the weapon courses, and I would even say just like level one of each weapon. Here's the level one pistol course. You have yeah. to play the pistols to unlock it. Here's the level one rocket course. Give that all of sense. us that right away. That that's it is it is the 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 forced training that I think yep. at least looking at it from this era just kind of dissuades yeah. you from wanting to play it a lot. Yeah. Um man, looking at it from this era again, I compare this to like a Grand Theft after Grand Theft Auto 5, the next year they put out a game called Taxi Cab Missions and other car missions. And it's just taxi cab missions from really? Grand Theft Auto Five. That is what VR mission sounds like to me. Oh man, I think it's it's comparable. It's like I, because here's the thing. I remember. I think Metal Gear, yeah, Solid One, plays competently enough. I think it still holds up well, and it's it's still a okay lot of that enough. is with the story. Metal Gear Solid Two, I don't think plays well gameplay wise. Strictly, I don't think. It okay. has modernized as well as like three or four, where they changed the control system. I think one's fine. So you remove all of that story, you remove all of that character, like all of the essentially the Kojima ness, like the weirdness, and you've got just kind of a straight down the line game. And like again, I didn't dislike it. Like yeah. I enjoyed playing it. It but is at its core a lot of mini games. Yeah. Specifically focused on different weapons. Yeah. 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 Based on the mechanics of a game that was widely praised for its story and characters, not mechanics. And it's, well, it did have like replayability. There there were different ways you could go through it. Um, That's true. That's true. And I I guess you could give a a medal to VR missions for putting the, the gray fox in there. But again, like, if you're going to have it be behind, like, unlock a bunch of shit in this game, then you get to that point. I was always the person like, as soon as I unlock that, I'm probably done with this game. I don't want to play it anymore because I've played it for however many I hours There's also to a, unlock a it. a photo mode, which I, oh. didn't, I didn't do much of. Is that one where you have to go through, like, missions and take photos no, or you just get to take there, photos as you go there's literally there you could pick the model of in-game characters from metal gear put them in a room and you're just snake with the camera and you can run around to whatever and angle you want and take pictures okay well i mean all right i i think that's mildly noteworthy to talk about because were there photo I remember maybe the first photo modes in video games. And one of the first ones I remember is uh, maybe Super Smash Brothers 64, where you hit the pause and you can kind of rotate the pause screen like it's a camera and take pictures. This 
maybe predates that. And this might be one of the first, like, photo modes This had okay, in a video so, game, which is still a thing people care about. Like, I know it was in that Horizon Zero Dawn recently yeah. people talked about. Like, apparently people I was, care about this. I was mistaken. It's not any model. It's just Mei Ling. But then also, what? after you beat every <laughs> mission, then you unlock the secret pictures, which I don't really know what those are. So you get a character model of Mei Ling. That you can take pictures of. It's a That's weird and fucking creepy then. That's Kojima. But I I don't think Kojima was very involved. That's why I think I don't know if that is Kojima. More it's somebody who thinks that's what Kojima would do and then does that. Kojima's Kojima's cheeky enough where it's not offensive. Like in Metal Gear Solid 2, like the posters of like the girls in the locker rooms, like it's cheeky, it's not offensive. Like that's what would be in a soldier's fucking locker. It's cheeky. And then they play with it by it's like. It's weird to have you just have a mode where you take pictures of only fucking Maylin, who is not even in the fucking game. <laughs> She's a codec person you can call, but yeah, you never really <laughs> see her. Her sprite or her character model. No, that's odd. That's an odd choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was I was on the positive side for this photo mode, and then you dropped the shoe. Yeah. And now now it's back to like eh, okay, negative. well that's a nothing. That that's a net nothing to me. Okay. Alright, so Ryan. Let's let's do some more evaluating here on VR missions. Alright, let's do it. <sighs> Given the choice. Right now, if I wasn't here, okay, would you rather play VR missions or watch VR porn? VR porn? Okay. <laughs> uh, because VR missions is like a several hour fucking game to go through. That's true, too. Well, I you can... don't have to beat it. Okay, so I just have 10 well, minutes and, to And spin. the other way, you do have to beat it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They're both fine <laughs> that's i mean it's They're weird because like fine depending on what you do want to do like mm-hmm. you, i mean vr missions is full, like you could just pop it in play like for 30 minutes and you can make some progress it's not like yeah a modern game like if i wanted to do that with destiny mm. say i'm not getting shit done like you, you gotta fucking time. you're gonna sit down you're gonna commit a good chunk of your time to that shit vr missions like I got some time to kill. Fuck it. I yeah. mean, it's not what I would go to now. There's a lot of other, even yeah. just smaller mission puzzle based things that I could do. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, it wouldn't be the worst thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would say if it was on the Switch as it is now, they just take that PlayStation 1 disc and port it to the Switch. This is something I could see putting on for like 10 minutes in between something for sure. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to play Smite, but it's upload. It's, it's, it's downloading a new update. It's going to take 10, 15 minutes. I could do this in yeah. that time. This is not anything, though, where I would. I mean, we did it definitely for our streaming. But like if you weren't here, we're not streaming. Would I want to sit down for any extended period of time and play VR missions? I think I'm topping out like 40 minutes, 45 minutes, and then I'm probably good. I think even with you and I hanging out together, like switching back and forth, we've topped out like an hour or 15. And we're like, okay. Yeah. Uh, Because that is, is, I guess, another detriment to this game is the fact that like it's a VR mission. So it takes place in a VR space, air quotes, where everything is this green vector block style, like it gets kind of boring to look at after a while. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't even change just the colors. It's generally always pretty green. It's the same, right? Uh, like, you could say, like, oh, for the pistols, it's going to be blues. And yeah. for the rocket launcher, it's going to be reds or pinks or whatever you want to do. No, it's it's mostly greens with, like, sometimes you get the orange globes you have to shoot or something. Like, Yeah. But that's it. And it is. It's that black and green color palette that you would imagine from VR for everything. And even then, I, from what I've seen, I don't think like the geography of the stages gets really too complex or crazy. Um, the only thing I could think of that was like particularly like, wow, was that one where you had the maybe two 
you had two flights of stairs going up or down. Yeah. And you had different levels where you had to find things with, I think it was the rocket launcher for this one, right? I think, no, I think that was the grenades. Was it the grenades? I think. Or the it C4. could be. But it, it required you to like actually think about the one, space. Use your first person yeah. and think about the space. Otherwise, it is kind of just like you have a you have a set defined space, shoot targets in it. Mm-hmm. And and there's not really anything outside of like, oh, there are some pillars to stand in your way on this one. And even, oh, the targets move on this one. And that's like it. The sneaking missions, like uses oh, yeah. the we same didn't even models. get to those really. We we played like one or two, but there's we wanted to just it's we wanted to shoot shit. Yeah. And the sneaking missions are that bullshit that everybody hates in a sneaking mission where if you get spotted, mission yeah. fail. Gotta restart. So those were kind of just not fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, again, why I point this is like, this is such a weird fucking game uh-huh. that we just, I don't think we've had an example of this even recently of any game that's quite like this recently. Yeah. I where it's agree. come off of something only to use part of it as a way to like bide time until the next release. Well, I mean... Nowadays, we would call this a DLC. DLC. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It'd be like a fun thing that like, hey, uh, yeah, here's this thing. You, you get could- insanity trials for $8. Yeah. To unlock- yeah. Yeah. This does. It feels like DLC that was on a disc. Basically. Yeah. It might have been the first instance of a DLC. I Expanded would say this VR probably missions. does. Yeah, this feels like maybe the first one. I would, I would honestly argue that uh, Mario: The Lost Levels feels like a DLC. <laughs> kind of, I, mean, I much, I greatly prefer Super Mario Brothers Two to The Lost Levels. That just, I don't know. So Nintendo made the right call there. I think so. Nintendo of America did, yeah, yeah by giving us Doki Doki Panic. Yeah, because yeah. that's more interesting of a game. Than the same thing as the first Mario Brothers, but, but harder, harder from the get go. Fuck yeah. that! Like that's, eh. Where'd eh. go Nintendo of America? Yeah, I think that was a good move. I think that was a good call. And in in a world where we usually get like the Final Fantasy Chronicles treatment, where we're treated dumber in America because we can't handle things, Super Mario Brothers Two, Doki Doki Panic. That was the right call. Good job. Yeah, thank you for treating us dumber. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I don't really have much else to say about VR missions. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I think it's a game more interesting (laughs) because of its context in the gaming space at that time, more so than it is an interesting game just on its own. Sure. Because again, everything that's here is arguably done better in Metal Gear Solid. And more fun. And the sequels. Yeah. So it does. Outside it, of Ninja. That's like really the big oh, selling yeah. point yeah. of VR missions is you get to play as Ninja. But I would from have, what I remember, it's between five and ten levels and they're pretty short. Uh, so they did this again with Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. Oh, yeah, that's Which was right. like a single little snippet taste of what Metal Gear Solid 5 would be. fucking demo. <laughs> it was a glorified <laughs> demo, but you, you could play as, uh, a, you could play as Ninja, you could also play as Raiden, and, uh, there was one other thing, but you could play, like, these different story missions as those characters. Mm. But again, it was like, it was included in the game, at least. In Ground Zeroes, you could just okay. unlock that stuff. You didn't have to buy it. I would argue that buying Ground Zeroes to begin with was a tough pill to swallow. Because didn't they put it out for like 30 or $40? And I bought it. <gasps> for that much money? Of course I did, man. It's Kojima. Oh, my God. And I, there was tons of shit. I played the fuck out of Ground Zero. I, I okay, say. so I did not. I got it for free on like one of the gaming passes, mm-hmm. either PlayStation or Xbox, like way down the line. And then played the hour and a half of the story. I was like, all right, that's fine. Done. You're I not don't a care. Kojima head like me, too. And In all honesty, yeah, I was also not super looking forward to Metal Gear Solid 5. And I still have not played it. Because everything. it's I wasn't looking forward to it to begin with. And then I heard about the Kojima stuff. And that's really. It's a great first half of the it. game until Konami fired Kojima. Yeah. And then the game is not finished. And you can absolutely tell it. 
this is why I'm not going to play it until it's we sad. ultimately review it for this podcast. But no, I have no interest in. You know what I would like reason. to talk about? Uh, would it be something that rhymes with meth fanding? Uh huh. I am a fan <laughs> of meth. Uh, I'm not actually. I've never done meth in my life. Strangely, not strangely, not strangely. Meth is a meth is a loser drug. <laughs> it is, man. And I'm all about you know, hey, experiment. <laughs> you only get one shot around this fucking world so you know sure. live it up but i am not doing meth i mean i put meth up there with like free soloing up a mountain like yeah both are probably experiences but i don't think mm-hmm. they're gonna end well and i'm not gonna have yeah uh, <laughs> i'm not gonna do it i'm okay i'm okay i can imagine what that's like i'm good thank you <laughs> but yeah, uh death stranding yes is a game that most people memed out that would never come out it is actually coming out within a couple of months i think yeah. Last count from this point, we are 85 days away. When does that put it? October? November? I think it's November. November? Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is actually very surprising. But- I would have honestly paid dollars to Donuts to say we would see that first Final Fantasy VII remake re-release before we ever see that strand a lot of people would be in your boat we're actually i would have guessed that final fantasy 7 remake is not far behind it it's not no it's and only, that's another one that's yeah gonna go. i think it's only like three months separated from death stranding yeah um yeah. i don't know if anybody has ever listened to the show they they know how fucking hype i am for death stranding you're very general. hyped yes uh-huh. um but I'm, I'm more curious about you are you interested in this game at all it is, hmm, I am, and it's going to be a game that I will ultimately play, though I do have reservations, and it is 100% in the gameplay of it. Sure. I think... I think a lot of people have that, because they don't know yeah. what the fuck it is. None of us do. Even me, no, huge yeah. Death Stranding guy, I really don't know what the fuck we're doing, or what's going on, or how it's going to play. Yeah. Fully yeah. admit that. And that's going to be the issue. Uh, I've never loved the gameplay of any of the Metal Gear Solid games, I think they're always very good sounding boards or springboards for like that cinematic material that we're going to get from Kojima. That's what I'm anticipating with Death Stranding. I'm anticipating probably fine gameplay, if not maybe even a little bit, I want to say boring for my taste because I'm getting from some of the trailers the same kind of vibes I get when watching like eco or ico gameplay footage mm-hmm. or the last guardian which is big open fucking empty spaces that you're walking through and which, the point is to feel isolation and i get it but that's also really fucking boring you to just me. mentioned two of my I favorite know. games though so not the last guardian i no. said last guardian well you said also eco and shadow of the colossus i did not say shadow oh did you not i oh, said guardian okay. yeah, yeah. Wait, well, let's clarify you are not a fan of last guardian i've tried and i still continue to try. i haven't tried for a long time <sighs> that one seems just that. broken mechanically like that that yeah. dog mechanic just does not seem to be where it needs to be in order to that game to be fun and transcendent i don't know and now it's it's funny because like as kojima is he's a goddamn troll too and he is he fucking loves to fuck with people so like if you have ever followed updates on twitter so like the big meme with death stranding is that it a walking simulator so now every time kojima posts an update or shows off the game it's sam just sitting in an open field by himself it's different environments and they look beautiful but he's literally just sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> and it's been this way yeah. for like two months of just the same thing. And it's. And this is this is all right. This is maybe the brilliance and detriment to it, because this is not getting me any more like enthused for it. This mm-hmm. is keeping me on the fence where it's like, I want to be rooting for your game. You are showing me nothing exciting. Like, this shit looks good. Oh, it's Mads Mikkelsen doing, like, some kind of crazy villain thing. Great. Love it. Nicholas Winding Refn. He's literally making ladders and walking around for a lot of the gameplay. I don't get it. Yeah, Nicholas Winding Refn's in it. Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro's in it. Like, so many people are in this. This looks like a big cinematic fucking event. It does not look very fun to play yet. And I I want to be convinced of that. I'm still probably going to play it. But I feel like Kojima's not 
I don't think he cares to even convince people it's going to be fun to play. <laughs> I he knows so he's going to have people. He knows he's going to have like a base that's going to show up regardless. He doesn't have to. And Raising you're not alone. Yeah, yeah, you're not alone. There no. are tons. I've got I've got the hype because I mean, really at this point the only time I've been let down by Kojima is when Konami took control away from him. It's true. That said, here's something. Here, here is a possibility that you might not be uh, ready for yet. He's making work on this progress. He is getting it done a lot quicker than anybody thinks. He is most likely being given unfettered access to do whatever the fuck he wants by uh, Sony. That's not always great for artists. And it's oftentimes not. can yes. really uh, show like an artist's true weakness. Are you worried at all? Like now Absolutely. that he has free reign, like you're going to see a slip up in quality? I don't know about quality, but I, as I've always argued too, like some of the best art, especially in films that you and I enjoy, sure. is when the artist is under a constraint. I agree. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's a big thing that like we argue with about like Zack Snyder. Like Zack Snyder does a lot better. When he has people breathing down his neck. Mm-hmm. When he's not just given carte blanche. Um, mm-hmm. Things like that. I'm obviously worried. But when I see, like, in the early days, Kojima did have carte blanche at Konami. And it's uh, only later when they sure. started to fight him on that. So, again. Well, all right. Here's a question. Just for clarification, because maybe I'm not sure in this. He, the carte blanche that Kojima had at Konami when about was this? Because I, for I some reason, I don't, I remember like the first Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation 1 was like, kind of, he didn't have carte blanche. He had a lot to prove and was ultimately going to lose everything if he didn't deliver. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it was carte blanche. So would that carte blanche have come before with like those old NES games? No, it, or? Was, it was after Metal Gear Solid, and that became okay. the massive hit. Like, I, he got to do Metal Gear Solid 2 uh, pretty much how he wanted. But then things get weird, because... Well, if that's the case, then I do argue for him being restrained a little bit, because See, Metal Gear Solid 2 is, like, a little bit too out there that's, for well, me. That's what you say, but I love Metal Gear I know, Solid yeah, 2. Yeah, it um, does have its fans. Uh-huh. So, it, it's weird, because, again, they didn't really start... It's also weird to talk about Metal Gear because he didn't want to do it after 2. He kept trying to get away from that series and Konami kept forcing him back onto it because it was such a cash cow and nobody cared if Kojima wasn't attached. So, I mean, he did Zone of the Enders, which was a fine series, but they didn't pump the money into it or give it. Because it, it was had a, no advertising to it. It was a new fucking Mm -hmm. IP. It was an untested product. So, like... There's these weird things too that like there's all this weird mythos because he was he was forced to come back mm. as director on three and on four and then on uh. five they fucking like took his whole team away and locked him out of the fucking buildings took his name off mm. the game all this weird shit so I don't mm. know man it's it's gonna be interesting mm. and I think it will be I think it's his <laughs> most ambitious thing and I'm excited for him. To do something new, for sure. Because sure. I love Metal Gear, but goddamn, I get it too, man. Like, mm-hmm. you want you want to step away. You want to you want to yeah. do new things. So yeah, I mean, it, it gets to a certain point. I think the Metal Gear Solid franchise, even by like the third one, had said all it needed to say. Arguably, like a lot of what I saw in four, and I'm assuming in five, which didn't even resolve. It's just a bunch of like tying in mythoses and wrapping up ends that ultimately nobody cares about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Five also gives you a big rug pull moment. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, I I guess and that's the point, too, I guess. It goes on long enough where that's all you can do is either <laughs> dig further into the lore or do these just big reveal twists where it's like, oh, you thought it was this, but it's not this yes. because we need to make it interesting. And that's basically five in a yeah. nutshell. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Five sounds like a game I just never want to play. Which is sad because honestly, five has the best gameplay of any Metal Gear ever. I will say I definitely enjoyed Ground Zeroes and how it played versus any of the other fucking five gives games, you so much sure. fucking freedom because mm-hmm. it is literally an open world dude you can do whatever you fucking want yeah it's a, it's a cool idea 
Yeah, I so saw uh, the the guy we watched, Donkey. Uh, yeah. His Metal Gear Solid Five screwing around videos where he like tackles solutions in like the most insane ways by like, oh, he slid on a body all the way down and then popped up like balloons and sit- mm-hmm. well, like it's I don't know. It always looks very fun and interesting. I don't care, I guess, anymore about that metal uh, the the Solid Snake. Sorry. Or anybody who ties in, because it's probably not Solid Snake. It's Big Boss, or like Liquid Snake, or like Solidus Snake, or Gaseous Snake, or fucking whatever snake. Because, like, that's the thing. You run out of things. It's like Mega Man. Yeah. You go on so long, you get to the point where you have people they are just like, um, Glucose Man. Because you have fucking nothing else. Better ah. reboot it. Yeah. Yeah. Or send it to... I'm glad he's doing something else for I sure. am too, and that's yeah. what's got me the most hype, so... Yeah. Um... I I I was with Kojima. I think by the time five rolled rolled around, I was burnt out on Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. I was ready to be done. Give us your new Boktai or whatever. Like, man, cool. I loved Boktai. I did too. I thought it was a very fun concept. I cheated the fuck out of Boktai, but I loved it. You could for sure. Uh, I actually did it because it did force me to go outside. See, but and then and then I broke it because I told you I played it. You just have to have a black light. Yeah. That's all I did. <laughs> I had a black light, like little flashlight, and I scanned it on there. Full charge. Here Brilliant. we go. Brilliant. Cool. <laughs> but that's the, you know, he loves to play around with concepts. I think he is definitely working on something here where the goal of Death Stranding is to unite the world. Yep. That's what he said. Fucking weird. Please Let's see how it is. If you happen. turn that into a satisfying gameplay concept, I'm down. That's. That is a ballsy mission statement. Please, like, I don't know. It's to the point, too. Like, even if he fails, it's like, at least he fucking tried. Like, there he's we, doing as we've always said, different. Something yeah. fucking new. I'm curious to see what yeah. this new is. So, yeah. Anyways, I got nothing else to say, buddy. No, I think uh, VR missions is best summed up by we like to see when new things are tried. Yeah, not VR rehashes of the same thing. A lot of the same. Yep, totally agree. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> perfect summation. All right. Perfect. All right. Well, we're going to get the fuck out of here, guys. Thanks for listening. If you're hyped for anything or if you like VR porn, you know, hit us up. Let us know in the chat. Yeah. Uh, hit us up on Patreon. You know, we do have a fucking weekly show. If you can't get enough of us here for some reason, mm-hmm. we're always putting new shit out on Patreon. We're covering every episode of King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're doing a pretty fucking good job. We're chugging along. Had a couple missed weeks, but that's to be expected. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's all we got, man. I'm Kyle. I'm Ryan. We'll check you next time. <laughs> <laughs>